Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. This is AudiHD, a podcast meant to educate the masses on AudiHD in women and to educate us women on how to live a fuller life, whether clinically diagnosed or not. I'm your host, Ashley, a professional AudiHD. In today's episode, we're going to talk about death and how it's different if you have AudiHD. For more information on autism and ADHD, feel free to visit our Instagram at AudiHDpodcast or our website www.ashleysartofintimacy.com, where we will be getting a bit more intimate about what it's like to live with ADHD. Also, if you're looking to find more like-minded people, head over to our Facebook group, ADHD. Now, before I forget to record and you get bored, let's crack into it. Hey everyone, I want to start this episode off with a trigger warning. I will be talking about death and what it's like to lose someone and go through the grieving process when you have ADHD. I've been thinking about doing this episode for a while now, but I've been putting it off because it's very emotional for me. It's hard to talk about this because a lot of people don't understand, but I know a lot, if not all of you guys, will understand, and I want to be as vulnerable as possible on here. I've known death since a young age. When I was in the fifth grade, I lost my father to a horrible work-related accident. It was so traumatic for me that I ended up just disassociating from the event altogether. For years, I've been ashamed of the fact that I never even cried at his funeral, nor do I remember hardly anything about that time. In fact, I never cried much at all when I look back at it. This is one of the painful parts of having ADHD, at least for me, and I don't feel like it's talked about enough. Out of sight, out of mind applies to every area of your life, and strong emotions don't always get displayed in a socially acceptable way. I didn't truly grieve my father's death until over a full decade after it happened. I sat myself down around the age of 25 after a very exhausting, mentally and emotionally abusive relationship. I forced myself to focus on my dad. I knew I had never truly grieved his death properly between disassociating and ADHD. I had a really hard time pinpointing how I was feeling, but eventually I came to the conclusion that I was angry. And I don't mean frustrated either. I had a seething rage towards my dad that I'd never allowed myself to feel. You might be asking why, and that's because it was considered wrong. Being a female in today's society, anger isn't an emotion that we are encouraged to display, feel, or acknowledge that we have. This is one of the reasons why I cry when I get extremely upset, because crying is allowed, but anger is frowned upon and punished. I let myself feel it all that night. I spent hours bawling, screaming, punching pillows, and writing. I wrote out all of my feelings towards my dad in a letter, and I read it out loud to him. It was one of the most freeing moments of my life. Fast forward to now, and I've been in EMDR, or brain spotting therapy, for going on two years now. I've learned a lot about myself, the traumas that I've been through, and how to best handle that. Nothing could have prepared me for the storm that hit, though. Death came to knock on a close friend's door. And not in its usual, abrupt form either. No, this was more subtle and slow. They are still here on this earth, in fact, but they don't have much longer, and so I'm faced with a new challenge as someone with ADHD. How to handle grieving someone who's still alive, but actively dying. My brain struggles with this a lot. I know they are dying, and I get really emotional about this often. But at the same time, my brain can't actually comprehend it until it happens. 
The best way I can explain it is the exact opposite of waiting for the other shoe to drop. I don't know if that makes any sense right now, but I'm going to try my best to describe it. So there's the scenario that people always talk about that references when you're happy, but you feel like the other shoe might drop, and then eventually it does because that's just how life works. What I'm feeling is kind of the opposite. The shoe's already dropped, but I still have moments of happiness. I'm sad because I'm aware my friend is dying, but because they are still here on this earth and I can still talk to them, it also doesn't seem real. It's like this weird limbo where I'm grieving their death while simultaneously still making memories with them and supporting them in the darkest moments of their life. Sometimes, again, it doesn't feel real. Sometimes it's all-consuming, and sometimes I'm just numb to it. It's like I'm aware of it, but I'm detached as well because it's out of sight, out of mind. Some people might say this is normal, and to some degree it is. But when you have ADHD, grief can present in ways that make you feel isolated and alone because they aren't the social norm. Sometimes we don't even know how to articulate what it is we're feeling. Like for me with my dad. It took me over a decade to accept and articulate that I was furious with him for dying, even though he had no control over it. These things are normal. They are our normal, and it is okay to feel this way. It doesn't make us less of a person or a shittier person because we grieve differently than the world expects us to. It might take us years to fully grieve loss, whether that's in the form of a breakup or a death, and it's okay. It might come in waves because when that person is gone, we do forget about them until we don't. And that's okay. That is our normal. Just because our brain functions with loss differently doesn't make our grief any less traumatic. I won't lie and say that I don't have a lot of shame and guilt for the way my brain handles grief and loss because I do. It's hard having a brain that functions differently than most of the world. One thing I've learned though in the past two years of therapy is that it's okay. There's actually no standard that I need to follow for how I should be acting or feeling in these moments. I just need to allow myself to exist in them. Whatever I'm feeling, however I'm acting in these moments, it's what's right for my brain, and I need to allow her to do what works best for her. It's already exhausting to go through the grieving process, but to add on, trying to grieve in a way that isn't right for you, that's only going to make matters worse. So I encourage you to find your support system, the people who accept you for all you are, and let them support you in all of your grief, whatever that looks like for you. Thank you for tuning in today, guys, and I hope that hearing this was at least helpful or supportive for one, if not all of you. You're not alone, and I look forward to talking with you guys next week.